You are listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of She Rises. I'm your host, Giovanna Capoza, and I'm so happy that you're back here with me this week. I have a really special episode for you today. It is a show that I recorded way back in 2015 from my previous radio show where I actually had live callers calling in. So it was really exciting. And one of those live callers is on this show today. It's a show about decisions, right? Decisions, decisions. I have been a notorious not bad decision maker, but like neurotic decision maker. And what that looks like is agonizing over decisions. Have you guys ever done that? Have you ever agonized whether this is the right decision? I don't know. Is this the right thing? Am I going to make the wrong decision here? I know a lot of people sort of suffer from this agony of indecision. And it's usually in times where we perceive that there are consequences that are huge of our decision. And so we worry that we're going to make the wrong one. And so I was plagued by this uh, for most of my life. And I decided to do a training and an episode on this uh, way back when. And as I was looking through some topics and trainings that I wanted to share with you guys, I realized that this one is as poignant and as timely today as it ever was. So this show is called Decisions, Decisions, and we're going to dive into some tools and tips and ways to help calm the anxiety of decision-making and help you make better, wiser and again, calmer decisions for your life. Enjoy the show, and I can't wait to hear from you in the show notes at www.sherisespodcast.com. Enjoy the show. My name is Giovanna Capoza, and I'm a former homeopathic doctor, holistic nutritionist, and mind-body medicine expert who is now working to facilitate inspiring change and transformation with groups and one-on-one with men and women all over the world who are really desiring support in their lives, their businesses, or their relationships through deep personal development and empowerment to stop playing small and sacrificing their authentic selves and their true life and their potential. At the center of all of your stresses and issues, whatever they might be for you, there you are. You are at the center and it really is all about you. And not in a self-centered, selfish way, but it is all about you because the relationship that you have with yourself and with source or God, the universe, is the most important one that you'll ever cultivate. And it's time to start now. So this show is about unmasking your true potential in all areas of your life so that you can love yourself and your life deeply to be who you are, to be free, to be uh, your full potential of who you are. So welcome again to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. It is dedicated to you, this show, and I'm pleased to have you participate each week live or with the replays. And 
The show topic today is really important and near and dear to my heart for some very personal reasons, which I'll share with you uh, in a minute. And it's a bit of a spinoff off of a, a show I did a couple weeks back about tuning into your inner GPS. So those of you that are tuning in as repeats, you know that I love to start every telecourse off and seminar by tapping in and, you know, calling in our higher selves and our higher source into the call and just really grounding. So with that, if you have any distractions open, if you have Facebook open or Twitter or anything like that, um, go ahead and shut those down for now. Put your phone on silent, you know, find a quiet spot to sit and soak in this hour. You know, this hour should be something that, you know, you can create a sacred space for yourself and you could arrive here and soak up whatever information that you need, whatever insights that might come to you. And so really arrive here in the space. So we're going to close our eyes and we're going to take a deep breath in through our nose and just sighing it out. You know, for those of you that are listening on the west or east coast of North America, you're just just wrapping up your days. So I know it's a Sunday for you there. Um, and maybe it was a busy Sunday. Maybe there was a lot of running around. So just allow yourself to arrive in the space and just be here now. And keeping your eyes closed, I'd like you to call into mind a question that you have. A decision that is pending that you would like an answer to, something that is really posing a challenge for you maybe. Or maybe it's a decision that you've already made, but for some reason haven't found peace with it. So bring that up into your mind, into your consciousness. And we're going to ask that spirit come into this call and really just take over the call. You know, we have a higher guidance. We have a guide that walks with us every day. And so it's really important to invite that guide in, to invite that spirit in, to be with us here, to help us in this process. And so we ask that spirit be in this call today and really take over the call and have whatever insights, messages, answers that need to come through, come through and whatever prayers be answered. And we set our intention of what it is that we would like to get from this call. And we thank and give gratitude for the presence of this higher self here that is guiding us giving thanks and gratitude for all that it brings and connecting ourselves to source. And we say, so it is. Ah, So take another deep breath. Maybe open your eyes, wiggle your toes, come on back to the call. <laughs> so how was that for you? You know, take a minute and just check in. Like, how was that for you to, to tap in today to, to get quiet? Was it, did you find it easy? Was it difficult for you? Maybe at the end of a busy day? Was there a question that was pending? Was there something that was really right on the tip of your tongue, right on the top of your mind that you knew right away you wanted help with? Or, you know, did you give yourself a chance to even tap into what that was for you? So just check in and see how that was for you. Was it easy to do? Was it difficult? And, you know, not from a place of judgment, but just from a place of understanding that sometimes, you know, the very place that we need to go to get answers is the very place that we have a difficult time connecting to. And as I mentioned before that, you know, the call today is really near and dear to my heart. You know, I remember um, my coach saying uh, and mentor saying repeatedly all the time that, you know, your ability to make quick decisions it determines your success. And, you know, I agree with that wholeheartedly to some degree, to a, to a large degree. 
And yet for me, it was something that always eluded me. It was something that maybe obviously I could make quick decisions, you know, driving, turn left or right, um, you know, looking for directions. The so-called smaller or instinctive decisions, of course, those are easier to make, right? We just, we go about our lives and they just click, 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 and they're easy to make, right? And so we find ourselves ruminating more so over decisions that, for whatever reason, we perceive to be bigger decisions, you know, decisions that have real consequences. So, you know, you find some people that used to, ag- like I used to agonize over decisions of, you know, which color shoe to buy at a store if I wanted the red or I wanted the black, <laughs> going back, you know, a far way. And so this this idea or this problem, let's say, or issue of decision making, I noticed was present in my life in a lot of little ways and then noticed that it became present in my life in bigger ways. And so agonizing over bigger decisions. And again, these are decisions that I or we perceive have a bigger consequence. And And so it can be often very difficult to make those decisions. So in tapping in just at the top of the hour here, you know, twofold. One is that I love to start all my calls like that with setting an intention and inviting spirit to be with us during the call. But the other part of that was a little bit of an exercise for you to see, you know, how easy is it for me to tap in? I mentioned um, just at the top of the hour that this show is a bit of a spinoff of a topic that I did a few weeks back called learning to listen or tap into your inner GPS or your inner God positioning system. You know, this is the part of us, the higher intelligence the higher knowing that comes from source that works through us. You know, if we allow ourselves to get quiet, if we cultivate and develop the ability to get quiet. And I say cultivate and develop because if you are not practice in getting into that quiet space and tuning in to listen for that still small voice, it can be very, very difficult. I remember seeing, um, you know, a Facebook post uh, a few weeks back, and it's been repeated very often, where there's a there's a little guy in this cartoon, and he's, you know, he's sitting in front of his laptop, he's got his, his phone by his side, and he's got a headset in, and I think the TV's on in the background, and, and you know, he's got his iPad going or something or else is going on, and the bubble above his head says, um, God, how come I can't hear your answer? And and I thought it was so funny, but it's so true because we are so tapped into our external world that we have stopped listening to our internal world. And our internal world is really where all the answers come from. You know, when I talked about how you were at the center of all of your world, you know, you were at the center of whatever's going on for you. If you have financial problems going on, if you have relationship struggles or conflicts going on, whether it's, you know, romantic, personal work relationships, your health, your actual career. If you look at all these things that are orbiting around us, you are at the center. So it is all about you, and it's also all about you with a capital Y, and the capital Y is source, is God. And so your relationship to yourself and your relationship to this source is the most important relationship to cultivate. So how can we do that? How could we make decisions from this place of being true and solid with the relationship with ourselves and with source if we're not cultivating the ability to tap in to that still small voice? And so this is where a lot of the ability to make decisions uh, comes from. And in that, as we start to do that with smaller decisions and we start to learn to tap in every day and this becomes a muscle that we exercise, what happens is that your trust in yourself 
starts to increase. Now, why is your trust in yourself important? Because often people that can't make quick decisions or can't make decisions very easily and agonize over them is because they have a lack of trust in themselves and they have a lack of faith in the universe. And I'd like to read you an amazing quote that I found from Deepak Chopra's book called The Book of Secrets, Unlocking the Hidden Dimensions of Your Life. And it's a beautiful quote and that highlights this so elegantly. It says, if you obsess over whether you are making the right decisions, you are basically assuming that the universe will reward you for one thing and punish you for another. The universe has no fixed agenda. Once you make any decision, it works around that decision. There is no right or wrong, only a series of possibilities that shift with each thought, feeling, and action that you experience. If this sounds too mystical, refer again to the body. Every significant vital sign, body temperature, heart rate, oxygen consumption, hormone level, brain activity, and so on, alters the moment you decide to do anything. Decisions are signals telling your body, your mind, and environment to move in a certain direction. I thought that was beautiful. Again, that's from Deepak Chopra's book called The Book of Secrets, Unlocking the Hidden Dimensions of Your Life. You know, reading that is almost like inhaling a breath of fresh air because as I mentioned, a lot of us agonize over decisions because of this whole idea of the consequence of making the wrong decisions. And when you approach it from this perspective, that there really is no wrong decision, that, you know, to look at your relationship to source and the universe from a different perspective, that you're not being rewarded or punished for one thing or another, that there is no uh, right or wrong decision because God, spirit, the universe source is a reorganizing and self-organizing energy. And so it moves with you. Where it stops moving and where it can't work with you and where you start to feel limitation and stuck is in indecision. When you are in indecision, you are technically stuck. And this manifests itself in so many powerful ways. You know, to be completely transparent and open and sharing with you guys, I've experienced this firsthand with actual physical pain. You know, my body will manifest a very particular physical pain and a reoccurrence of sort of an old, an old illness or an old injury every time I get stuck in indecision. And it's such a great signpost for me. And thankfully, when it happens now, it doesn't happen as long. And if it does, it's just uh, a sign that I need to, you know, tap in and, and do that little bit of extra work. But, you know, ask yourself, how is this showing up in your life? So where is your lack of ability to make a decision keeping you stuck? You know, maybe it's, you know, a course that you want to invest in. And you're thinking, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should spend the money. I don't know. Like, you know, I really want to do it, but I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, and we often think about what we're losing instead of what we're gaining. Or maybe you'd like to make a move, you know, whether it's a move in your career, in your, within your business, or whether it's a relationship, you know, maybe it's time to move on, or maybe it's time to have a conversation and you can't bring yourself to, to make that decision to sit down and say, look, we have to have this conversation. Whatever the decision is for you, where is the stuckness? Where is that still point or that point of indecision 
that's keeping you stuck. You know, and how does that feel? Tap into your body physically. Like when you can't make a decision and when you feel stuck, it'll manifest somehow. You know, like I said, it'll manifest physically or it'll manifest in anxiety. You might start to realize that you have an increase of conflict in your life because there sometimes can be an outward projection of what's going on inside on the outside. So how is this showing up for you in your life? And how could you take a moment or two or three and really tap in to yourself, your true self, and with a capital S, okay, and find out, you know, what it is that is desired for you. And when I say what is desired for you, because this same self-organizing and reorganizing principle of source, God, and the universe, there is an intention to always support you. And so when we can have faith in that, and we can have faith that we can't make a wrong decision, then we can open up ourselves to an inner guidance. And so at the top of the hour, I invited in our guide. I invited in, you know, you can call it a guardian angel. You can call it the Holy Spirit, as the Course in Miracles refers to it. You call it whatever you like, but we do have this guide, this higher part of ourselves, this higher self, so to speak, that will speak to us and is waiting to speak to us as long as we give it a chance. And the chance is when you develop that quiet time, when you start to develop that muscle of tapping in. And so there's a a great line uh, in A Course in Miracles. It's actually one of the lessons, and it says, if I make no decisions by myself, This is the day that will be given to me. And this is a beautiful lesson. It's one of the lessons that comes through in the 40-Day Course in Miracles uh, program that Lisa Natoli uh, puts on. It's a beautiful 40-day program, which is free. Lisa was a past guest of the show and a teacher of the Course in Miracles. And uh, if anyone wants any information on that 40-day program, I can definitely post it on our uh, Delicious Life Community Facebook page. But this line here, I'm going to read it again. If I make no decisions by myself, this is the day that will be given to me. And this comes from a lesson which is also resonant to a lot of the work by Joe Dispenza where he talks about the action of creating your day and how you can create your day and you can um, do that with the guidance of your guide, your spirit. And so this is how we tap into each part of our day and say, if I am not to decide today, if I take myself out of the decision-making process, if I set up in my mind that I would like to have a peaceful outcome to this decision, or this is the type of day that I would like to have, I'd like to experience joy and peace and love and You know, maybe I'm going to ask for a miracle today, or maybe there, like I said, there's a difficult decision, something that's weighing on you. And today, the intention is that I have the willingness to find the answer. But in the willingness to find the answer, what we have to actually give up is that we, in our logical, egoic thinking, are the ones that are actually finding the answer. You know, we need to let that go, because when we make a decision through ego, through our personality, and through over-logic many times, that decision oftentimes will not have the result that we intended. Now, that doesn't mean that it can't, like I said, self-organizing and self-correcting. It doesn't mean that there's going to, the, the negative outcome will last, if any. But what it means is that we put ourselves in the place where we are 
agonizing over a decision because we're using strictly logic and strictly the personality to answer. And so while we need logic, of course, uh, to go through lives, our lives and make decisions, when we don't actually invite in that other piece, that piece that is higher than us, that knows better, that part of our intuition and our intuitive center, then we get caught up in this agony. You know, it takes us forever to make a decision. And it's that lack of trust that uh, in something greater than us that actually starts to erode the lack of trust in ourselves. And this is where we see the repeated pattern of indecision or inability to make decisions because we constantly you know, let ourselves down, so to speak, because we're using the logic and intellect and agonizing. And again, often when we do that, you know, the decision that does get made either doesn't get made from a place of peace and clarity or and or your result of that decision oftentimes can end up in regret. And, you know, I say this from personal experience and also from all the people that I work with and just helping them to teach them these principles and helping them to understand how to apply these principles. So it's, it's, it's different to just learn the principles, but teaching how to apply them every day in their lives to their particular situation, situations and circumstances. You know, I see this time and time again that the more you can come to a place of peace and stillness and have a decision made for you, and with you that you can access that place within you that starts to trust again. And so you're trusting yourself and you're trusting the greater intelligence that is out there for you. So I'd like you to take a moment right now and grab a, you know, a pen and a piece of paper. And I'd like you to close your eyes and take another deep breath in and just allow yourself to exhale any tension out of your body and maybe you want to do that a couple more times and whatever decision or excuse me whatever question came to you at the top of the hour or maybe it's come to you now as we've been talking I want you to write that down so write that down on your on your paper and underneath that I want you to write down what two columns so you're going to split this up so on the left hand side you're going to write one uh, one column and on the right hand side the other one on the left hand side I want you to write down what is your fear of outcome with this decision? So if you make this decision, the outcome that you fear will be X, Y, and Z. So write, write that all down. So write down all the fears that you have if you make, you know, one way or the other, whichever way the decision is that brings up fear. Write all those fears down, okay? So for example, you know, um, I can't decide whether or not I'm going to, um, you know, take a certain course, let's say. And it's a big decision, right? This is not like you're not writing down <laughs> if you're you can't decide which pair of shoes and, and bag to buy. OK, so these are big decisions here. So write down that question, whatever it is for you. And for example, if I'm afraid that if I choose incorrectly, okay, whatever your perception of incorrectly is, I'm afraid that, you know, and write those down. Usually what you'll see coming up is that you're afraid that you're going to be missing out on something. You're afraid that you're going to lose something. You're afraid that somehow there will be pain associated to that. So write down all those fears. And then on the right-hand side, I want you to ask yourself, and you might have to repeat this exercise, so you'll listen to the replay and redo this again. But on the right-hand side, I want you to write down 
If I am willing to let go of my fear, so if I am willing to let go or release this fear, if I am willing to release this fear, then the possibilities of outcome can be, so if I am willing to release this fear, then the possibilities of outcome can be dot, dot, dot. And then I want you to write down what the possibilities would be. You know, not the fears, but the possibilities. We often give time and space and energy for us to indulge in our fear of the what ifs. And we don't give enough energy, time and space to what would the possibilities be here? So the reason that it's important that I, I said, if I am willing, is because oftentimes my clients will ask me, well, how could I tap in? You know, how could I listen to that small voice? How can I tap into my intuition? And, you know, I can't seem to get my mind quiet. And I, I have all these things going through and they just, the, the mind is a crazy beast. You know, the ego is a crazy beast. And, and there's so much going on. And, and often, again, if it's a big decision and we're ruminating over it, we can make ourselves sick. So they, they often ask, you know, how do I do this? How do I get quiet? And the answer lies in that word willingness. So oftentimes, you know, when, when they're stuck with something, I will ask them, are you willing to let this go? Are you willing to allow something else in to help you with this decision? Are you willing to let go of the outcome? Are you willing to release and trust that the outcome will be as it should be? And those are, those can be very difficult questions to answer, uh, at times. But willingness is such a strong, powerful word because when you actually say to your higher self and to your intuitive side to source and you say to the universe, you know, I have no idea how to make this decision. I, I'm at a loss because you acknowledge that in your ego thinking or in your personality brain and that monkey mind that you don't have the capability of doing this. You can acknowledge that because you're driving yourself crazy not having an answer. So when you acknowledge that and you say, look, I don't know how to do this, but I am inviting you in and I have a willingness, I have a willingness to allow you to reveal the answer to me. I have a willingness to release this, to surrender this, to let this go. I have a willingness to be guided. So a willingness basically entails two halves. One is I don't know. And I don't know can be very powerful because often when we can finally say, I don't know, and we couple it with the other half, which is surrender. I don't know and surrender. That's when we can get into willingness because we can say, I don't have the answers, but I trust that there is a higher source energy in this universe that has the answers for me or that will help me find the answer. And whenever I have done this, it shows up and it shows up powerfully. And one of the ways that it shows up is an overwhelming feeling of peace that I make a decision or right prior to the action of the decision, I'm overcome with a sense of peace. I'm aware that there's a part of my personality and a part of my ego that is fighting it. And I, you know, sometimes I can, I can still hear her in there, you know, fighting right down to the last minute. It's kind of like pouring the water on the wicked witch of the East, right? I could hear her struggling right till the last minute, but she's faint and she's in the background. 
because what's in the foreground is this sense of, no, I have a knowingness that this is the right decision, you know. And oftentimes it's happened where I don't necessarily like the decision because there's a part of me, like I said, that's in the background going, oh, but I really, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And But it's faded. It's in the background, you know, and in the front is, yes, but... This is the right decision. And there's a peace that comes with it. And, you know, even when we reach this point of peace, even when we reach this point of of having, you know, knowing the decision, it doesn't necessarily mean, like I said, that we're going to 100% love it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's even going to be what we thought it was going to be. Like so many times I've been taken by complete surprise by what comes through. But what comes with it is this just deep sense of knowingness, And this deep sense of trust that it's going to be okay. And so just to read this part again, you know, that not to believe that the right decision means that you're assuming, as Deepak says in his book, that you're going to be rewarded for one thing and punished for the other. That's so huge when we can let go of that you know, solid, fixed, right and wrong, you know, that we don't keep ourselves accountable to the degree that we keep ourselves frozen and stuck and in indecision, which is basically the equivalent of inaction. This is when we start to see that things are not moving in our lives, you know, where we get ourselves caught up in this energy of of waiting or, you know, stuckness and just not moving forward. And that is what happens when we don't have this ability to make the decision, which is a byproduct of not trusting in our higher selves. And so this is where we get the difference between intuitive action and massive action. You know, most of us live our lives with massive action. I have to do, I have to go, I have to get, I have to accomplish, you know, I read a checklist, get everything checked off. And it's massive action, you know. We need that. We need that energy in our lives. We can't operate, you know, just sitting on a lotus petal um, meditating, of course. So we do need that energy and we need that action. But without the inspired action or the inspiration that comes through, we can't actually move into that massive action with a great, greater sense of peace and a greater sense of connection. And oftentimes when we're only in massive action and we're not actually dropping in to make those decisions with intuition and we're not dealing with enough intuitive action or inspired action, this is when we find ourselves completely burning out, totally burning out. So how do we do this? How do we start to exercise this decision-making muscle? We do it by finding quiet time. So you exercise this muscle um, by spending at least 10 minutes in the morning and at night And if you have time throughout the day, it would be perfect, but at least 10 minutes in the morning and at night where you are tapping into yourself with a capital S. And that self is that higher self. It's your guide. It's your connection to the greater universe and to that powerful uh, place that is there to support us. So you find this quiet space. And oftentimes, you know, using the the morning pages, which is from the book, The Artist's Way, morning pages is a great tool because what you do is sit down and you write three full pages out of whatever's on your mind. Oftentimes, sometimes it's just a mind dump or a mind empty. You can do that and get everything out of your mind, your grocery list, your what to do and all that stuff, your worries, your concerns. You know, if you're waking up with those on your mind right away, then very important, get 
get those out on paper. And sometimes as you're writing, it'll turn into something more therapeutic and softer. And sometimes, you know, answers will come through you that way. So that can be a tool that you can add to your morning. But getting quiet, you know, put on a beautiful piece of music, even if that helps you, if you can't be in the silence, but something without words, something that doesn't trigger, you know, a thought or a memory for you. And tap into that and allow yourself to drift away, you know, drift away with that music or drift away into the silence. And you'll notice that your mind does not stop. You know, this is often the biggest complaint I get from, you know, my my clients and students is that I just can't shut my mind off. And here's the refreshing piece of information. You're not meant to. Your mind's job is to constantly be working. And so if we're trying to shut that off, we're just going to have a horrible meditation and we're going to disrupt everything. So, you know, not trying to shut it off, but rather noticing it just happening, you know, sort of like when you see uh, the credits coming up at the end of a movie, like they're just happening, you know, very rarely, unless you're really interested on who the director was and who did the art design, are you paying attention to the credits, but they're there nonetheless. And so I apologize for those of you that are (laughs) actors and artists listening to this, but those movie credits, right, they're just happening. And so, you know, have your thoughts be like that, have them be like, you know, clouds that are just drifting by where you're noticing them, you know, maybe Maybe in the beginning, you'll get lost on a tangent and you'll start following a thought and get carried away with it. But that's okay. Once you notice you've gotten carried away, bring yourself back. Oftentimes, I have uh, my uh, clients uh, use a mantra to come up with a mantra of something they repeatedly say that gets them back online or in track or on track, excuse me, and starting to develop that quiet place and beginning this practice with the I don't know and the surrender, which is the willingness. You know, I don't know what the answer is to this question. I don't even know what to decide. I'm giving that up and I'm allowing for the peace and guidance to come from something higher than me, from an intelligence that is um, more aligned to my the greater intentions for myself and my life. And so practicing that 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening, and it is a muscle. It is something that you have to practice because when you are about your day going through your business, If you're not developing that muscle, you will default back into old decision or indecision making patterns. And so when you can get quiet, at least you know that there's a place that you can return to that is tapped in and connected. And so that is one of the tools that I recommend to people is to just really get quiet and tap in and ask, you know, ask your advisor. You have this guide with you, this higher part of self, you know, with a capital S again, you have this advisor with you, ask them, invite them in. You know, if it, if you're comfortable using guardian angel or guide, advisor, spirit, holy spirit, whatever you're comfortable with, invite them in, you know, just surrender. I don't know what to do with this decision. You know, I want to do what you think and know is best for me. I want to follow that guidance. I want to follow that um, and be in alignment with that, you know, instead of running my own course and running my own race in, in the direction of, you know, fear thinking or fear decision making or the ego and that monkey brain. So surrender, um, letting it go, having the willingness. So get quiet, you know, do the morning pages, get quiet, ask for help. You have to actually ask for help. So you have to literally say, 
I'm inviting you in and I would like your help with this. And then the second half of that, you know, that sandwich of I don't know and surrender is a surrender. So then you have to let go of your decision because it's, you know, I used to do this all the time. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm going to get quiet. I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking. Okay, I'm asking. So I ask the decision or ask the question and then I proceed to start to answer it for myself again. And it, it was such a knee-jerk reaction. I didn't realize I was doing it until I was like one day, like, you know, I keep asking. I was talking to my mentor at the time and said, I keep asking, I keep tuning in and yeah, I don't hear anything and, and it's not working for me. And I was really frustrated. And, and, uh, and she asked me what was going on in my mind, you know, after I asked the question. And so I said, well, I don't know. I said, I just asked the question. And so she walked me through it. And lo and behold, as soon as I asked the question, my brain kicked in and tried to figure it out. So I wasn't really giving it over. I wasn't really surrendering it. I was still trying to figure it out. And so in that surrender, which is a big part of this, is when you can get that higher intelligence come through to guide you and to and to help you. But you have to ask. This is the key. You have to ask for this help. You have to ask for this advisor, this guide to come in. Um, and once you start doing that again and developing that muscle, you'll have a greater sense of peace come about you. The second thing is, is if you're going about your day after you've asked this question and you start to notice that your peace is disrupted around this issue. And what I mean by that is you start to notice that you go back into fear or you go back into the what ifs or you start to get a little impatient like, oh, my gosh, you have to you don't know yet. Quiet yourself down again. Catch yourself. You know, catch the fact that you've gone astray again, that your peace has been disturbed and bring it right back to I don't know and I'm willing to surrender this and I'm willing to release the answer to this question so that I can get guidance from my higher self and just stop. So you have to check in, ask for help, get quiet in the morning, check in throughout the day. If your peace is disturbed, if you find yourself going off track, check back in and say, no, I'm letting this go. I am willing to be shown, to be guided, to have that knowingness from within bubble up so that you come to a decision of peace. So letting it go, catching yourself, paying attention. And then again, in the evening, you know, tapping in again and getting that quiet space. A great thing to do in the evening is kind of to do, uh, do a review of the day, get into the energy of gratitude where you can drop in and really, um, you know, look back through the day and, and find all the places that maybe you were guided, you know, maybe your intuition did speak to you and you followed it throughout the day. And maybe there was a great outcome that came of that, you know, maybe you started practicing this with little decisions throughout your day. And so, you know, pinpoint those out, write them down, have gratitude for where you were guided. Again, this is a muscle, the more you use it, um, the more it will develop uh, for you. And the biggest thing that's developing here, you know, and the biggest issue with decision or indecision, rather, is this development of trusting yourself, and trusting yourself with a capital S. So trusting that you can connect to this higher intelligence, that you can connect to your intuition and to your guidance and your higher self. And the more you do this, the more you will have the ability to make better decisions and to make faster decisions for yourself. And most importantly, to be at peace with the decisions that you make. So I do have a caller here. I think I might know who this is. Let me unmute your line. 
Hello from California. Hello, Giovanna. It's Simona. How are you? I'm good, Simona. I'm so happy that you called in. I had a feeling that was you. I saw California. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, yes. I, I wanted to thank you for this topic because it's really, really timely for me because I am struggling with a big decision that I have to make. And I have been looking into meditating. And my what comes up for me is kind of twofold. First, you know, I'm having trouble holding myself accountable to do it regularly. So I know and I have the best intentions to do it in the morning. And then things happen. I wake up too late. I get distracted by something else. And I go, I do it later in the day. And then, of course, it never happens. So that's the first thing that comes up for me. And then the second thing is when I actually get to sit down and I get to check in with myself and I get to connect with myself, I have never been very good at meditation. I am interested in it and I'm learning. I'm actually going to yoga meditation classes now. So I'm learning about moving meditation, really bringing the focus back. But what happens is I do actually ask the question and then there's nothing, right? So like you said, uh, it's, it's either the brain kicking in trying to answer the question or there's just what seems to me a prolonged period of time where there is silence. And I'm like, okay, well, I think I'm going to stop now. And maybe <laughs> throughout the day, something will come to me because, you know, sometimes these impulses come into your life throughout your day. So I'm just wondering, and I get it, it's training a muscle, mm -hmm. but I just, you know, stop at a certain time and say, okay, well, I, I've asked for your guidance and I trust that it will come. I'm open to receiving it and then I end it. So it might be 10 minutes, it might be five minutes. So what is your advice to, for lack of a better word, to, to hone my technique a little bit um, well, in terms of mm -hmm. things coming through? Yeah, I mean, that is such a brilliant question. Thank you so much for, for coming on and for asking that question. That's a mm. brilliant question. And it, look, that's the question that I, I've had for years. And I would say 90% of the people, 95 even, um, that I talk to have that same issue. So, so twofold. One is, you know, in terms of a routine, what I actually started to do, and I had to do this for myself, is that I had to schedule it in. And so I have to schedule it in like I do with everything else. So what I do is I actually set my alarm to go off at a certain amount of time prior to whatever my usual wake up time is or whenever I need to start work and, and seeing clients. So I actually set my alarm to go off. And what I do is I don't actually, I don't even get out of bed. I just, I set the alarm, the alarm goes off, something like that. <laughs> the alarm goes off and I, um, <laughs> and I just sit up in bed. I prop up my pillows. You know, if it's still dark outside, great. Uh, if not, no mm -hmm. problem. I prop up my pillows. If I'm that morning is a music morning, I'll put on a special track that I love. It's um for those of you actually that have that can jump on iTunes. It's called um, the I Am Wishes Fulfilled uh, sound recording. It's from Wayne Dyer and James Twyman. I'm just going to find it here just to make sure. Yeah, so it's called I Am Wishes Fulfilled Meditation by Dr. Wayne Dyer and James Twyman. It's a beautiful piece of music. It actually has the frequency um, of I am in the music. So it actually, it'll explain it uh, at the beginning in the introduction of the track, just to get into detail about that. But it has that frequency that transforms your, your mind and your thinking. So sometimes a piece of music might help you like that because mm -hmm. it actually helps mm -hmm. the brain. I kind of call it a uh, cheating meditation or meditation cheaters because it helps to mm -hmm. kick your brain already into that 
uh, quiet focused state. So you could use that. So number one, set your alarm mm -hmm. um, and make it a routine. Number two, if you need that piece of music, you know, to help you like so-called, you know, quote unquote, cheat a little bit, have that beautiful piece of music on and make it a routine. And that's part of the muscle development is that you actually have to make time for it because I used to do the same thing. I used to say, yeah, I'm going to do it when I wake up. And yeah. I would set the alarm sometimes and I would snooze, snooze, snooze. <laughs> but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just like anything else. It's like if you if you set the alarm to go to the gym and you keep missing it. So it's it's that same kind of thing. So it's, it's developing and holding yourself to the ritual um, and like making it something that you really look forward to so that you maybe you yeah. set yourself up with a space that feels really good to you, like a sacred space. And the second thing that you said was really interesting because, you know, you are going through the right steps. You are kind of inviting in. I would literally say, like, this is what I had to start doing in terms of my invitation to, you know, spirit or the universe, is I would have to invite my guidance. I would literally say, I am now inviting you into this process. <laughs> That was my way of sending out an engraved invitation. I'm inviting you into this process. <laughs> I am really confused with or scared of, um, you know, this is a decision that I would like to have an answer to. And when we get to the place of surrender, it's really surrendering and the willingness is the willingness to like submit to or surrender to the will of the universe, right? That knows better for us, that knows better. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're doing that. Like it sounds like that is still part of your process. And when you mentioned that little like, oh, sometimes throughout the day you get that little impulse, that's it right there. That impulse. But no, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping for it to come. But I see what I'm doing not right. So I, I'm actually not inviting it in like that. I ask the question, but I'm not really inviting it in. Uh, and the other thing that you said is really good because once I get out of bed, you know, there's so many distractions and other things. So to do it in bed or right when I wake up, I think that will really help me. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea to do it and prop myself up in bed and just take a moment and do it right then and there and start my day like that. Because as soon as I get out, you know, <laughs> Coffee yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we look, we all do uh, it, right? And I found uh, a couple of mornings I was um I don't know what happened. I got into the I got back back into the habit of like looking at my phone quickly right away in the morning. And I found mm -hmm. that that week that I started making that a habit that my meditations completely sucked. I just couldn't like it was yeah. because I already engaged my brain and it already yeah. went into left brain logical check my emails. So, yeah, before you even do that, and it's really great that you just had that awareness about the invitation, because the invitation is, for me, the thing that changed it for me. It changed it around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so try that. I just ask and say, this is the question that I struggle with. I would like some guidance on it, and I would like uh, to find an answer to it. But I'm not really personally, you know, personalizing mm -hmm. it like you are doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to try that. And really hold myself accountable and be diligent about doing this uh, at least once a day, which mm -hmm. is what I probably can really commit to. Yeah, but yeah, but, but then how long do you, how long do you wait like for something to come through? And I'm sorry, I'm asking such a, no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Blunt question. So, so, okay. Ask again. So how long do you wait for like the answer? You for mean? something for the answer to come through because I always find myself I'm like okay now I've been doing it for what seems to me for 10 minutes 
nothing has come through. So I thank you and I trust that maybe throughout the day something will come through that will be, you know, an awareness in terms of answering my question. Yeah, that's a, that is such a fantastic question. Thank you so much. How long do you wait? In that question is the answer because if you're waiting, <laughs> if you're waiting that means you're not in surrender. Okay, so that's you yeah. literally ask the question and let it go and trust that throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout this next month, that something is going to happen. You know, I remember um, my my Course in Miracles teacher, Lisa, who I interviewed uh, a few weeks back now, I think it's a month back. Uh, her story starts off with the fact that she just got like so fed up with her life feeling so like empty, like she had a really like high paying job and she worked in New York City and she had everything that, you know, quote unquote, you're supposed to have to be happy. And she just felt awful. And she was, you know, struggling with this and ruminating over what to do with her life. And she decided, decide, decide. And then finally, she got to this place of surrender. And mm-hmm. it, it just it happened for her. Like she literally went to work, I think the next day or a few days later. And, you know, her issue was with her job. And she she got fired. She got laid off. She they they didn't need her anymore. And that was the that was the answer. <laughs> so wow. it was done for her. Now, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the outcomes are not necessarily the things we expect or that we want. We think we want to happen. But if right. we're inviting and we're trusting, then we know, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone says, everything happens for a reason. But it's the trust that what is for our highest and best interest will take place. So if you're waiting, you're not surrendering yet. Okay. All right. That makes complete sense. Thank you very much for this. Uh-huh. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're <laughs> welcome. Well, we are at the end of our hour. Ladies and gentlemen, it was such a pleasure um, hosting this call today. Like I said, at the top of the hour, it's a, was a topic, is a topic near and dear to my heart and something that, you know, not only do I see my clients struggle with uh, on a day-to-day basis, but something that, you know, we all struggle with and that I've personally struggled with and and uh, continue to improve. So I'm so happy that I shared this topic with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising everyone. For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 